We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you listen to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Let me step back for a minute, tired of the gimmicks, see we just focused on winning. Ball in the airline center, we about to get litty. Luca carrying a torch, Borden jumped up on the porch. How you reckon with his force? Third season in the game, and he a legend by his fourth. Look, after Dirk, now the king of Dallas. Airline serving as the palace. Young team, and it's full of talent. One revenge, we accept the challenge. Luca carrying a legacy. What it take to be an MVP? Being great, know it cost a fee. Know it really ain't that hard to see hold on wait silence the critics cause they never did it pass out jordan i woke up the city map shoot hot like we straight out the chimney go back to batman i'm calling them drizzy no triple doubles i'm waiting on 50 step back smoother you know it's so filthy if i get down on my team gonna lift me Rep the map, step back, overcame the setbacks, starting where we left that. No, we gotta get back, no, we gotta get back. Rep the map, step back, overcame the setbacks, starting where we left that. No, we gotta get back, like, no, we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. 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 How's it going, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg, and it's just going to be me and you guys today. Um, wanted to come on here and just kind of give a, a brief recap of the Mavs' first half of the season and uh, talk about where they're where where they stand right now uh, in the Western Conference standing. So they're two games above 500. Uh, they have sole possession of eighth place right now. Uh, so they're back in the playoff picture. They're only two and a half games away uh, from being in the fifth fifth seed in the West. And they're only, they only have three more losses than the Lakers, who are at third right now in the West. So 
all things considered, I mean, this is a this is a pretty big turnaround for the Mavs. We uh, they were nine and fourteen at one point. Well, you know, the sky was falling. Our, our all of our pets' heads were falling off. Uh, it was a really it was a really dark time, but you know, and it kind of made you, they were so bad during that period where uh, everybody had COVID and KP was still working his way back from uh, his meniscus injury. And it, it, it got so bad to where it was like, okay, well, is it really just the struggles from COVID stuff or is this team really just that bad? And as it turns out, it it really was mostly due to COVID because this team has really turned it around. They've won ten of their last thirteen games, uh, and like I said, they they're back at uh, two games over five hundred, which is the most games over five hundred they've been uh, all season. So they've really turned things around. Uh, Luca, he's playing at a an All NBA level yet again for the second straight year. His three-point shooting has been outstanding. He is shooting. He He's raised at one point, you know, during December. They only had a couple games in December. But after the first two or three games, he was shooting uh, 9% from three. And it was very early on. But, you know, he started out so bad. Everybody was thinking, oh, man, this is going to be one of those years again. Well, He's turned it on so much here lately. He's now shooting close to 36, 37%. And over his last 15 games, he's shooting like 43 or 44% from three. So whatever happened with Luca's shot, it, you know, it's clicked. He seems to have, uh, have, fig- have figured it out there. And that's huge for the Mavs going forward. If he can knock down shots at a league average rate, you know, around 35% consistently, uh, I, I just don't know what you do with him. Uh, there's nothing you can do with him. <laughs> so uh, that that's really, 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 really good sign for the Mavs going forward. Um, and like I said, all he has to do is shoot league average from there, and they're going to win a ton of games. So that he is above that mark right now uh, bodes well going forward. I hope he can stay at, you know, this over 40% clip uh, that we've seen here lately, because like I said, the Mavs, they're close to making a big move in the standings, not too far behind the fifth seed. And they have a pretty favorable schedule uh, in the second half of the season. They have one really tough stretch where they play the Los Angeles Clippers two games in a row, followed by the Blazers two games in a row, but at full strength and at the way Luke is playing right now, I, I like their chances against anybody on any given night. So that's where I'm at right now. Uh, we're going to get into some all-star weekend stuff. Uh, as everybody knows, Luca, he's on team LeBron. Uh, LeBron drafted him uh, for the second straight year. And man, I just, uh, we're, we're going to get into predictions, but I just don't think it's going to be even close. <laughs> you have, you have LeBron James, Steph Curry, uh, Luka, Giannis, and Jokic. That's the starting five for Team LeBron. That's insane. <laughs> and I know the uh, I know the it's an All Star game, so there's there's All Star talent all around. But uh, I, I just I I have a hard time seeing uh, 
uh, how they're going to lose that game. I, I just don't see it happening. But Grant said, went from losing seven in a row to winning 11 out of 15. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, they have been uh, they've been really hot lately. Uh, the defense has picked up, too. They started out the year as a top-five defense before everything just kind of plummeted uh, with COVID. And now, over this last five, six-game stretch, they're back to having one of the best defenses in the league. So uh, it, it's been really, really nice to see that develop. Uh, but anyway, we'll get into it. If anybody wants to speak, y'all just send a request. I'll let you up on the stage for a little bit, and we'll talk for a little while. But um, we're going to go into All-Star Weekend. Everything's happening on one night uh, this year. And let's see here. Luca is currently the odds-on favorite to win the skills challenge. Uh, I'm personally, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, I, I think he was one of the favorites to win that last time he was in it as well. But I, I kind of feel like uh, I'm going to go with CP3 in that one. I don't think Luke. I think Luca's going to save most of his <laughs> most of his energy for the All Star game this year. I do worry uh, that since a lot of people wanted um, Damian Lillard to be the starter on the all-star team over Luca, I do, I do worry that, you know, they're going to end up playing Dame more than Luca just because of that. I feel like there might be some, <laughs> some politics at play during that game. Cause that's kind of what happened last year. You know, Luca was a starter in last year's all-star game, but then towards the end of it, uh, they they didn't let him finish it, and it was it was kind of disappointing. So hopefully that doesn't happen this time around. But uh, with the uh, with the skills competition, just looking at the who who they have competing, I I want Luca to win, but I still think I'm going to go with CP3 on that one. Uh, the three point competition is it's interesting. That that has more of the star. Uh, star names to it. The dunk competition has kind of fallen off the last couple of years. You don't have any star players competing in that. Uh, but for the three-point competition, there's a lot of big names. And I think that's either going to go to uh, to Steph Curry, which wouldn't surprise anybody, or my sneaky pick for that is Zach Levine. You know, he's been so good this year, and he can get hot in a hurry. So, I think it's going to be one of those two. I'd lean towards Steph in that just because he's likely the greatest shooter of all time. So uh, the dunk competition, I'll be honest with you guys, I'd have to look it up real quick, but <laughs> the only guy I can remember uh, being in this in this contest just off the top of my head is Obi Toppin from the Knicks. So uh, I don't know. I'm going to – I know this isn't – the greatest uh, analysis of a dunk contest, but uh, I've seen what he can do in game with some dunks this year. And it's really impressive. So you don't have the name star power with the dunk contest this year, but uh, I do think it'll, they'll put on a show, you know, for as much as they can for a dunk contest that happens at half at halftime. Saib says, uh, Saib says uh, Cassius Stanley and Anthony, Simmons or the other two in that contest. So, ooh, well, Cassius Stanley. That's that. 
he can do some stuff too. I haven't seen as much as I have of Obi Toppin this year, but. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hmm. That's a good one. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. That's not going to be the main attraction though. Like I said, you have more star power in the three point contest. And uh, I think it's kind of a shame that Maxi Kleba shooting close to 50% from three on the year. <laughs> they didn't, uh, they didn't invite him to do that, but you know, it's okay. We have Luca as an all-star starter and he's in the skills competition. So there will be a lot of, math representation this year so the economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news we dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy from big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the fed Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. All right, so uh, we're going to talk. I'm going to get into a trade idea that I've talked about once or twice. If you follow me on Twitter uh, at Dalton underscore Trig, uh, I've talked about it very briefly a couple of times, but I've never, I haven't brought it up on the pod. And this is kind of where I wish Matt was here today because I know he would have some uh, some takes on this one, but. You guys give me your opinion when I give you this. The trade that I'm thinking about for the Mavs, and it, I think it's a realistic one, is Harrison Barnes. Bring him back from Sacramento for James Johnson, Trey Burke, and a second-round pick. You know, maybe another second-round pick if it takes it. But I th- And, I mean, I, I put this out on uh, Twitter about three, four weeks ago. And I did it blindly. I put the stats for uh, Harrison Barnes this season and what he's done. And I was just like, so, Mavs fans, would you trade for this guy? And it was at 90% yes. And then about halfway through the poll, 
I uh, I told people who it was. And then it dropped to like 75% yes. <laughs> so, so people, uh, I guess people just have a bad taste in their mouth uh, from the last time Barnes was with the Mavs. He was a great dude. Nobody had any problem with Harrison Barnes, the person. But, you know, the player, uh, it was just kind of an odd situation because he had been groomed to be, he had been groomed to be the number one guy in Dallas. And then Luca came out of the gates so strong and he was so good so early that it just kind of shook the system a little bit. You know, uh, you, normally a guy comes in, he puts in, the, puts in his time and then he gradually takes over that number one spot. That wasn't the case with Luca though. Uh, he was so good so quick that the Mavs quickly realized, okay, this guy is our best player. And I think Harrison Barnes had a had a hard time adjusting to that because he had been the guy for so long, and it it created some uh, some frustrating moments uh, within the offense and like at the end of games and stuff like that. So, but now now Luca is fully established as a, as an NBA megastar. Uh, he, there's no there would be absolutely no power struggle this time around, and. You know, Harrison Barnes, he loves the Mavs. He loves Dallas. Uh, and I know that was – they had the same feelings towards him. And it's kind of odd the way they traded him away because they, they traded him away to get, you know, more cap space basically for that offseason. And then they, they didn't do anything. <laughs> so I don't know if he'd have any hard feelings about that. I doubt it, though. But I, all I know is that Harrison Barnes – uh, especially this version we've seen this year and how he's playing uh, fits much better with this current Mavs roster than he did uh, beforehand, before he was traded. So I would love to have him back uh, looking at the Kings. They're they're slipping in the West standing. So given the contract situation with Barnes, uh, it's not really – I mean, yeah, he's making $22 million a year this year, but it's one of those things where it decreases every year. So next year it'll be 20 and then the year after that it'll be uh, 18 So I think for what uh, – I think for what he gets paid, I think it's fair. I think he could be like a Tim Hardaway Jr. type of situation for the Mavs where – at first, everybody was screaming, oh, the Tim Hardaway Jr. trade. This is the tax that the Mavs have to uh, have to take on to get KP. And Tim Hardaway Jr. has arguably been <laughs> just as good, uh, if not better, than, than KP ba- based, off, based off of expectations, at least. Uh, but uh, a little bit of breaking news here. Uh, the Pistons have come to a buyout agreement with, Blake Griffin and let's see here Mark Stein says the Lakers Clippers net Nets Heat and Warriors are among the teams that have expressed interest in Blake Griffin uh, as soon as he becomes an unrestricted free agent so that's something Uh, I had somebody ask me earlier if Blake Griffin should be an option for the Mavs and uh, like I told him then (laughs) The last time I mentioned Blake Griffin and the Mavs, I got a, uh, I got some not so favorable responses for that. But you know, we've seen it in the past. There's been a, uh, 
instances where there's been a, a front court player that's passed his prime and kind of on the the outskirts of you know what his career is like with David Lee or Amari Stoudemire or stuff like that. The Mavs picked them up on the buyout market, so I, I'd be okay with it given the Mavs big man situation. Uh, but I, I don't think it's going to happen ultimately. I think he'll I think he'll join a contender, and uh, we'll see if he has anything left in the tank from there. But okay, so moving on back to the Harrison Barnes thing. Um, Let's see. It says, are you willing to give give up chasing John Collins for Barnes? Haven't done the math, but I don't think we can have have the cap space. Uh yes. Yes. I, I would I would give up the uh the John Collins uh chase to get Harrison Barnes now because I think the way Barnes rebounds, he can play the he can play the three or the four. And he can rebound, and he's almost he's almost got 50, 40, 90 efficiency this year. So he's shooting the ball really well. Uh, he's familiar with the Mavs system. He's familiar with Carlisle, and uh, he played with Luca for a little bit. So there's some chemistry already there. I think if you get him now, as as well as the Mavs have been playing, and just plug him in, and maybe maybe move uh, Dorian Finney-Smith to the bench or uh, because I think you'd still want to start Maxi at the four and you bring Dorian off the bench. I think that would be just, just an excellent domino effect for this roster. Um, and again, I mean, if you wait for John Collins, he's a restricted free agency. That's, that's the sticky part of restricted free agency. It doesn't matter how much you like a guy. It doesn't matter how much you offer. There's always going to be a chance that, you know, the, the incumbent team is going to match. Or there's always the chance that, you know, another team offers John Collins the same contract that the Mavs do, and he decides, well, I want to, you know, go play with them. So uh, I mentioned this the other day, but I've probably been the most optimistic Mavs free agency person for the last decade uh, since since the title. and. Yeah, there's been disappointment after disappointment and, you know, I've given them the benefit of the doubt and, you know, you can't force another player to, to sign with you, but I'm at the point now where I'm still optimistic for the future for the Mavs when it comes to free agency, because I feel like other players will want to play with Luca now that he is, you know, fully established. This is going to be the first off season that, uh, the Mavs will have cap space uh, after Luke has already had all NBA performances and, you know, all-star, you know, all that stuff. So I, I'm optimistic about it. I think they'll be able to sign maybe not stars, but I think they'll be able to sign very talented players to surround Luca with going forward. That said, though, I feel more comfortable – when the Mavs are are trading for people that that's where they really, you know, build up, build up their team in the best way possible. That's what Donnie's good at. Uh, you know, even getting Luke on draft night, that was a trade. <laughs> so 
if if I'm the Mavs or if I'm a Mavs fan and I'm just looking at everything and considering the possibilities uh, now or this summer, I'm hoping for a trade that improves the team now and then worry about free agency later. So uh, to make a long answer short, I would, I would take Barnes. I would take trading for Barnes now over, you know, trying to uh, chase John Collins and restricted free agency. Now, if there's something they could do with John Collins to get him in the door now uh, with a trade with Atlanta, I, I would consider doing that. But just looking at the team's, records and the standings and you see how the Kings are just kind of plummeting. Uh, I feel like they would have a better chance of getting a guy like Harrison Barnes uh, than they would John Collins. So that's where I'm at right now. All right. I'm going to open the floor. Anybody, anybody have any questions or anybody want to discuss anything I've already discussed? I'll give you a few seconds. I see Grant's in the room. Grant, you don't have anything you want to talk about? You always have something you want to talk about. <laughs> what would we have to throw in to also get Holmes with Barnes? Ooh, that's a good question. Holmes is good. I don't I don't know how much Sacramento values Holmes right now, but I would guess that the Mavs would have to add They'd have to add another big to send back to uh, to send back to Sacramento. Maybe you send back Willie Collison, who was already there, and you know he has a team option for next year. And you'd probably have to add a protected first instead of a second round pick. I mean, I that's just from my outside viewing of of uh, Holmes and Barnes this year. I'm, I'm not sure what the the Kings. <laughs> I'm not sure how much they value him to be honest. So anyway. Hey y'all, I wanted to take a second to tell y'all about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcast experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. Grant, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up, big dog? I'm doing well. Yeah, I, I heard you say Rashawn Holmes, and you invited me to speak, so I had to uh, had to jump on. Yeah, well, what do you think about that? I mean, like I, I said, I'm not a I'm not a Kings insider or anything, but I do think that uh, that would that would definitely help the Mavs out. I'm not exactly sure how much they value him, but what what do you think about that? Oh, uh, he'd be absolutely perfect here. He's like he's everything you want Dwight Powell to be on his best day um, every day, and he he's 
at least a decent enough shot blocker and he can read a pick and roll. And that's something we desperately need down low. Um, yeah. I would do I would do anything almost to get Rashawn Holmes here uh, as long as it didn't require moving Tim or Javon. Or yeah. Bigger, obviously. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat here. I think they – when I look at potential trades for the Mavs, I'm trying to – I'm trying to pick guys who kind of help in every area. You know, you need a guy that can take some pressure off of Luca uh, in in clutch situations, and you need to improve your rebounding and you know your your individual defense. Well, team defense, but you know some of these guys on the team they they're not as good as good of defenders as others. So that's where the Barnes thing comes in because he's strong, he's a capable defender, he can rebound. Uh, he can get you a shot, uh, really good mid-range player, uh, and he can post up a little bit as well. So, uh, I mean, what do you th- what do you think about him? We talked about Holmes just then, but I mean, what do you think about my Barnes idea? Uh, so I I didn't I guess I didn't hear the full full Barnes thing. What was it? Well, I just I've mentioned it on Twitter a few times, and I haven't uh, we haven't talked about it on the pod yet. But I feel like with the Kings. Uh, falling down towards the the bottom of the conference, they might look to get off of his contract because he's making $22 million this year, $20 million next, and then eighteen million uh, in the final year of his contract. And if they're not winning now, I mean, I feel like they could be a seller and he could be one of those guys that they sell. So I would, I would think that might be a potential trade for a – you know, the expiring deal of James Johnson and, say, Trey Burke and a second-round pick or something like that. I would definitely be all for that. I mean, the thing is, it's kind of like, I don't know why Sacramento would necessarily do that because they literally, like, did anything they could to sign him to that contract from us. Like, they took us, they took him from us to sign him to that deal, so I don't know why they would move off of it so quickly. And I know that Kings fans absolutely love him. So, I, I, I don't, Maybe the team would be quick to sell him. I don't think the fans would want to sell him, though, because they all really like him. Yeah. Everything I can tell this year. Yeah. And, I mean, to be to be fair, too, I think, uh, I mean, most Mavs fans, at least from my perspective and, you know, what I saw, they everybody loved Harrison Barnes yeah. up, until the, up until the point that, you know, it was apparent that Luca was definitely the number one guy on the team and uh, – you know, there was a little bit of a power struggle there. Not not intentionally, of course, but you know, he like I said, he was he was the number one guy. And then you have yeah. this rookie, this nineteen year old rookie coming in and it's just kinda hard to let go of the reins and let a guy that, that young take over. So I also think what hurt Barnes a lot whenever Luca got here was the fact that, you know, we didn't have any any other playmakers. So like <laughs> Wesley Matthews being next to Harrison Barnes was not a good thing for Harrison Barnes. Because right. neither neither of them at the time could really dribble, and obviously West still can't. But I, I, Barnes has gotten better at that aspect of his game. It's just I, I don't. I'm very pro extend Tim and extend Jay Rich by any means necessary, and you would have to give up at least one of those guys to get Barnes. I know I know the Kings love Tim Hardaway, so and I really I really don't want to give him up. But yeah, I wouldn't give up Tim Hardaway or, or uh, Jay Rich to get Barnes now. I, the reason I'm for a trade like this, I'm not just dead set on Barnes. I'd love to have him back. But I think if you can trade for a guy like Barnes now and get him in the door, 
to help you the rest of the season, that makes it a whole lot easier to just focus on Tim and, and Jay Rich this off season. You know, you can uh, you can make trades now, get your extra help now, and then you don't have to focus as much on free agency, which has been uh, a crapshoot for the Mavs the last <laughs> <laughs> decade. And, you know, you, you get somebody in the door that can help you at this moment, and then you can focus on re-signing those guys with your with your cap space, and you can go over the cap for Tim. So uh, yep. that's, that's where I'm at with that. I, I want them to be aggressive as we get closer to the March 25th uh, trade deadline. Yeah, and, and I know every uh, – earlier you said we need to improve on rebounding, play, uh, playmaking in the clutch, and uh, there, was, there was another point you had. Um, oh, and playmaking. Or, yeah, rebounding – scoring in the clutch and playmaking. Uh, yeah. There's one guy on a team that has 23 losses that can do all three of those things for us. You know, you uh, know who I'm talking about? He's Carl a, he's a Anthony Towns. Oh, that, they have 20. I think they have 25. Losses. Uh, they have I was 27 losses. <laughs> yeah. I was talking about Gooch. I was, I was, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was, I, I shot for the stars a little bit there. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? Let's go full send. Let's go get cut. Cat is yeah, probably hey, the look. only players I would give up Brunson and KP for. And that, yeah, that look, is saying I'll, something because Brunson is absolutely outstanding. Right. And and look, I went on uh, the Uncontested pod with that's the Oklahoma City Thunder podcast on uh, Wednesday after that game. And one of their guys brought up the the scenario. I was like, well, would you, would you trade KP uh, for Vooch? And I was just like, yeah. Yeah, I will. I yeah. mean, I, I know yeah, I, I would know. take his bags all the way to Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know Vooch is five years older than KP, but I mean, who cares? He's playing at a at an All NBA level. He's consistent. He's, um, he's been a bona fide like like you know he's underrated and underappreciated, but he has been a superstar by every means of the word in the last at least three years. Right, but right. Longer and, than uh, that. I don't know if you saw. I, I posted last night, but I was just. I was messing around on 2K. I was seeing if they had updated it to where, you know, since the second half of the schedule came out, I was hoping they had it uh, on my NBA where you could start from today, uh, but they oh, yeah. still haven't updated that yet. But anyway, I was doing that last night, and it came up, and it, uh, it said the Orlando Magic have offered you Vooch for KP straight up, and I was like, no way. So I did it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, I would do and it. Look, look, the it's funny part – uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and look, the funny part is, ten. I simulated ten games after that, and then they came right back and tried to offer me KP back for Vooch. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, I changed my mind. I've never had that happen before. It was really funny. It's like they they had him for ten games. They're just like, okay, this wasn't what we thought it was. Here, take it back. <laughs> yeah, but well, um, I mean, KP fits the like. If KP's motive was to like go to a team where he would be the star player, Orlando would be a, I mean, perfect fit, right? Like they yeah. they they have Isaac and he's great. He's not going to play till next year. Markel Fultz was 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 a budding star. Obviously, towards ACL, probably won't be back for you know a while. Uh, I mean, they have Chuma. He's okay. Uh, they have you know Aaron Gordon's been hurt. Cole Anthony fractured his wrist. Like KP could go there right now and and be one of the you know top-selling jerseys in the Orlando uh, on the Orlando's team. So I think that's yeah. something they would look at. 
Yeah. I think it's the Mavs. It would, sorry to cut you off, but it would come down to Vooch saying, I want out and please send me to Dallas. That's that's what it would say because Vooch is too loyal and and there's, they would have no reason to actually give up on him unless he really wanted out because he is getting old. Yeah. And look, I mean, I, I think if the Mavs – and thanks, Grant. That was awesome. Uh, I think if the Mavs did trade KP, that's probably their best bet at getting a guy that, you know – is 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 a star, you know, getting a star back at his current uh, trade value. So I would love that. Uh, these trade rumors, they're going to be heating up the next few weeks, guys. So stay tuned to the pod. Uh, we're going to have Mark Cuban on here Tuesday at 11, about, yeah, 11 a.m. Tuesday. So uh, we're going to, I can't promise that he's going to give us too much on trade related stuff, but you know, we're going to challenge him. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna I'm gonna try my best to uh get as much out of him as we can. So uh stay tuned to that. Uh we're gonna have some more trade related pods coming up as these rumors start swirling closer to March twenty fifth. And I hope every one of you enjoys your weekend. I hope you enjoy the, the all star festivities and enjoy Luca just being a a megastar, a young mega star that's capable of doing anything he puts his mind to so it's really great to have him i hope none of you take it for granted i know i'm not just soak it in and enjoy the moment y'all but that's going to do it for another episode guys appreciate y'all joining me uh midday on this friday and we will see you next time y'all have a great one let me step back for a minute let me step back for a minute let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.